Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a parent with the power of a god? A father with the strength of Hercules could be pretty amazing, but I'm not sure even he could survive the likes of 2020. And what if you didn't inherit all of his godly traits? Father and child playing catch could prove to be deadly. Fortunately, we humans don't live with superhuman deities. Anyone watch Amazon Prime's The Boys? In God of War, we got to experience this scenario through Atreus, though we remain in the safety of our living rooms. So, grab your axe and steady your rage, because we're about to unleash Kratos. This is Video Game Lore. Welcome to Video Game Lore, the podcast where I heroically unveil knowledge and lore regarding your favorite video games and uncover the fascinating mythology behind the most beloved characters, magical items, and mystical worlds. I'm your host and self-proclaimed ludologist, Matt Varish. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to another edition of my Pixel Cryptid series, where I do a brief yet thorough exploration of a single video game character. Today's episode is Great Grizzled God. When it comes to researching video game lore, I often find myself delving into Greek and or Norse mythology. Sometimes a series is steeped in both. And what better series to explore than God of War? Kratos, the God of War himself, and all of his godly family, friends, and foes come from a long line of cherished mythology. Is it any wonder that Sony struck pay dirt with these games? As I record this podcast, I am still neck deep in the latest God of War game for PlayStation 4. It's fantastic, though I confess that it is also the first one I've ever played. Allow me to explain. There was a stretch of years between PS2 and PS4 where I drifted away from video games. Marriage, work, and a writing career have a way of elbowing out electronic playtime. I never lost my love for games, I just couldn't play them. 10 plus years of an independent writing gig was and still is amazing, but I started to realize that many of my story ideas came from playing video games. I had to find a way to incorporate them back into my life. A combination of burnout and COVID-19 paved my way back into the world of gaming, hence why I'm two years behind everyone else in enjoying God of War. With the announcement of another God of War title in the works next year for the PlayStation 5, I'd better hurry up and finish the current masterpiece before I can experience Ragnarok. Maybe one day I will play the three previous titles. I already have part three waiting in the wings. Nothing like playing games in reverse. And speaking of reverse... Let's go back and explore the series' origin. A little history. Kratos made his first appearance in 2005 on the PlayStation 2 and God of War. Over the course of the next 13 years, a total of 8 games across multiple platforms would be released. Since then, God of War has become a flagship title for Sony and shows no signs of stopping its reign. A ninth title is planned for next year, continuing the Norse-inspired mythology for the franchise. Before the series ventured into Scandinavian lore, the majority of Kratos' adventures centered around Greek mythology. The games followed the then-Spartan soldier tasked by Athena to find Pandora's box to use against former mentor and ally Ares, the former god of war, who was running amok through Athens. Kratos became the next god of war by the end of the first game. Sequels find Kratos umbrellaed in betrayal and bloodlust. Vengeance and fighting against and alongside gods and titans are common themes. Kratos' rage is also at the forefront, leading him on a destructive warpath across Olympus that culminates in the death of Zeus himself. Many years after Zeus's demise, we find Kratos in the world of Norse mythology. He is older and on a path of redemption for his actions. 
He has a young son, Atreus, who aids him on his quest to spread the ashes of his wife, Faye, upon the highest peak of the Nine Realms. The God of War games are mostly platforming, hack-and-slash-based combat with puzzled elements. The most recent 2018 God of War changed the camera angle and added a new weapon and combos. The games will have an interesting characters and engaging storylines, adding to the overall experience. Combined with the excellent controls and graphics, God of War is a top-tier series worthy of its accolades. Kratos is the Herculean protagonist of the series. His path throughout is long and arduous, filled with betrayal, murder, and battle. He's a hulking, ash-skinned figure with an extensive red tattoo streaked across his left eye and stretched down his torso. Known as the Ghost of Sparta for his appearance and the inadvertent slaughter of his original wife and daughter, Kratos turns his back on the Greek gods for their meddling in his life. Atreus is Kratos' son from his recently deceased wife, Faye, and he is the first semi-playable character outside of Kratos himself. He was a sickly child who only recently grew hale enough to travel with Kratos. He wields a bow and shares a rocky relationship with his father. He joins Kratos on a journey to help him spread his mother's ashes. Athena was the goddess of wisdom and war. Her role changed throughout the series from being neutral to ally to antagonist. She eventually manipulates Kratos to grant her the blessed power of hope the most powerful weapon in the world. Powerful enough to kill a god and even Zeus himself. Gaia was the primordial goddess personifying Mother Earth. She is the narrator for the Greek mythology series, though she has only appeared in the second and third game. Originally a caring and loving titan, Gaia grew to hate Zeus and the Olympians for their great wars. She even formed an alliance with Kratos and helped him to defeat Zeus. Zeus was the king of Olympus and the god of the sky, thunder, lightning, and the heavens. He is the biological father of Kratos and his brother Deimos. He eventually betrays Kratos, and consequently the god of war wreaks havoc on Olympus and kills him. There is a pantheon of titanic characters in the God of War series, and though I could easily spend multiple episodes discussing them all, this particular one is about Kratos. So, without further ado, let's explore the lore. Mythology It is defined as a collection of myths, especially one belonging to a particular religious or cultural tradition. Kratos' journey takes him deep into two distinctly different mythologies, Greek and Norse. The definitions below come directly from Wikipedia. Greek mythology is the body of myths originally told by the ancient Greeks and a genre of ancient Greek folklore. These stories concern the origin and the nature of the world, the lives and activities of deities, heroes and mythological creatures, and the origins and significance of the ancient Greeks' own cult and ritual practices. Norse mythology is the body of myths of the North Germanic peoples, stemming from Norse paganism and continuing after the Christianization of Scandinavia and into Scandinavian folklore of the modern period. The northernmost extension of Germanic mythology, Norse mythology consists of tales and various deities, beings, and heroes derived from numerous sources from both before and after the pagan period, including in medieval manuscripts, archaeological representations, and folk tradition. Kratos is born of Greek mythology, and his name in ancient Greek means power or strength. Kratos was a mythological creation thousands of years before he graced the PlayStation 2, and while the God of War series might not collaborate with his mythological escapades, they are nonetheless interesting. Unlike his video game counterpart, Kratos is not the biological son of Zeus, though his parents and siblings are notable. His parents are the titan god of Warcraft, Pallas, and the Oceanid nymph Styx. His three siblings are all personifications, Nike, which means victory, Baia, which means force, and Zealous, which means zeal. 
During my research, I learned the company Nike is based on Kratos' winged goddess sister. I'm struggling to see Kratos buying a pair of Jordans and wearing them into battle. Anyway, Kratos is characterized as brutal and merciless and defends Zeus's oppressive rule. In the poem Theogony, the genealogy or birth of the gods, Kratos and his siblings represent the work needed to build Zeus's regime. Little development or explanation is given in the poem for Kratos' character. However, in the ancient Greek tragedy Prometheus Bound, Kratos plays a bigger role. He coerces the mild-mannered blacksmith god Hephaestus, remember him? To chain the titan god of fire Prometheus to a rocky outcropping in the Scythian wilderness, where he will suffer for defying the gods and giving fire to man. In God of War culture, Kratos' character is more developed. His name was given to him at a late stage in the development of the original 2005 game, after the character had already been fleshed out. Unaware of the actual mythological god named Kratos, the creators coincidentally chose the same Greek word meaning strength to personify their character. Stig Asmussen, the director of 2010's God of War 3, called it a happy mistake, noting that the Kratos in the game and the one in Prometheus Bound are both pawns. And so, another journey concludes. Kratos' rage has subsided, and all of the angry gods have run away, tail between their legs. Happy mistake or not, the creation of Kratos in God of War was a masterstroke. The series is an enthralling mythological action-adventure, the best of both worlds. As much as I love diving back into Greek mythology, aiding Kratos along his Norse journey has me even more excited. The prospect of encountering Ragnarok in the coming sequel has me rushing to complete the most recent game. 2021 should be quite the year for next-generation gaming. Thank you for listening to this episode of Video Game Lore. If you like what you heard, I implore you to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download and listen to your favorite shows. I would truly appreciate the gesture. Video Game Lore is brought to you by Night Apple Creations, a multimedia production company from the minds of yours truly and Stephanie Varish. It specializes in books, art, videos, and audio. Stop on by and have a look around at nightapplecreations.com, where you can find the link to my podcast website. I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at VGLorePodcast. That's the letters V, as in video, G, as in game, Lore Podcast. You can find this information in the episode notes of your podcast app. Thanks again, and until next time, when I provide for you some more lore on your favorite video games, namely, a creepy parasol, keep on playing. I'm Matt Farish, and this is Video Game Lore. (laughs) 